In this episode of Comments Over Coffee, we're talking about YouTube video promotion, should you do it, should you not do it, when is it appropriate, and so on. And we're getting to the bottom of audience retention on YouTube. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you'll learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I want to let you know that all of the comments on this show are from my YouTube comments or other YouTube communities online. To submit your comment, head over to commentsovercoffee.com. Our first comment today is from Therapy Thoughts. Therapy Thoughts says, I may be different from others and I would be interested in your thoughts. My channel is devoted to talk therapy. I offer it as a service and I have no interest in monetizing it. Because it is about important human experience and authenticity, it feels a bit contradictory to hype it. Does that make sense? No one wants to hear their therapist be a carnival barker. Thank you for that question, Therapy Thoughts. So here's my thoughts on promoting your YouTube content, especially in your case. When it comes to promoting your YouTube content, in my opinion, I think content creators need to get things to a level, and I know sometimes this takes time, but they need to get things to a level to where they're confident to share their content at any time with anybody. And the reason that's important is because if you can force yourself to get to that point to where you're like, hey, I'm gonna focus so hard on making sure that people enjoy my content, it's not about the subscribers, it's not about the views, it's about making good content. I'm gonna focus so hard on making good content that if somebody is like, hey, you know, such and such is on YouTube so that you can say, yeah, I'm on YouTube too. Here's my channel, go check out my videos, they're awesome. Right. In my opinion, all content creators should strive to get to that point if you're not already. Now, in your particular situation, therapy thoughts, this whole thing goes even farther. And the reason for that is the content that you are making is helping people in a major way. You're not making tutorials, right? You're not doing entertainment type content. You are not showing people how to fix a car, right? Because that's our next question, actually, our next comment. But you're not showing people how to fix a car. What you are doing is you are basically helping people with roadblocks that they have in their life. And you are helping people to get over those roadblocks or to get past their roadblocks so that they can make major changes or at least positive improvements in their life. So because of that, in my opinion, I believe that if you are not sharing your content, that you're doing a disservice to the people that need your content. Here's what I mean. There's people on Facebook right now. There's people on Twitter. There's people on Reddit. There's people on different websites that need your content. YouTube isn't going to show them your content. YouTube's only going to show your content to the people that are on YouTube. Your viewers might share your content somewhere else. But if you're making content to help people, then in my opinion, it's your responsibility and your obligation of sorts to try to get that content in front of the people that you are trying to help. Because if that person that's on Twitter right now, whatever it is that you are making your content for specifically, because I'm not 100% sure what talk therapy is, but the content that you're putting out, if it's something that that person on Twitter, that they're just sitting there scrolling through, if they would see your content because you just took 15 seconds to share it, if they would see your content, they would come into your channel, they would watch your video, and they would possibly make a positive change in their life, or you would help them get over a hurdle or help them understand what their hurdle is so that they can start to find ways to overcome it. Because that availability for them isn't there, 
again, I think that you are doing a disservice by not sharing it. Now, look, I understand not wanting to be a carnival barker. I understand not wanting to feel like you want to cram your content down people's throats. I totally get that. However, again, you're doing something that is helpful for people. And what you need to do, in my opinion, is you need to find all of the places online where the people that need your content, all the places online where they hang out, you need to go find where those places are. Search all over Reddit, search for websites, search for blogs so that you can do guest blog posts to where you can share your content in those. Look for Facebook groups, start your Twitter account if you don't have it already, start interacting and having conversations with other people that talk about similar things that the people you're trying to help might follow and really spend time trying to distribute your content. Because if you're making content that helps people, but nobody's seeing it or a limited amount of people are seeing it, then you're robbing yourself the opportunity to help people and you're robbing them of the opportunity to get the help they need through your content. So because of that, in my personal opinion, I think that you should definitely share it. You should be a carnival barker and you should try to get your content out there as much as you can. Of course, you don't wanna do it in a spammy way and just try to show it to just random people. But what you do wanna do is, is again, you wanna figure out where your people hang out on the internet and then you wanna start interacting there and start sharing your content there for the purpose of making sure that your content gets in front of the people that need it. Now, real quick, before we get into the next comment, a quick word from our sponsor, TuberTools. TuberTools.com has professionally designed thumbnail templates, graphics that remind your viewers to subscribe to your channel, end screen graphics, channel art, motion transitions, and more to help you level up your presence on YouTube. Save 20% on your membership by going to TuberTools.com forward slash coffee or using the promo code COFFEE if you make a purchase from our store. Get everything you need for your YouTube channel at TuberTools.com. Okay, our next question comes from My Car Life. My Car Life says, what would you say good audience retention is? Is it a certain number of minutes or just the percentage? Also, I'm curious on what you think a good CTR is on thumbnails. I've seen a lot of videos talk about improving these things, but nobody seems to give actual numbers to shoot for. Okay, so My Car Life, thank you for that question. So when it comes to good audience retention, there's a few ways that I wanna frame this. Number one is good audience retention is better than your last video. And I know that's probably not the answer that you're looking for, but it's the true answer. So good audience retention is basically as good or better than the last video that you uploaded because you, you wanna just continually try to improve. We're all always trying to improve. I, I do this, I've made over 500 videos and I'm still trying to improve with every video that I upload. It's part of the gig, right? So the very first thing is good is better than your last video, okay? Now, in addition to that, in terms of the actual number or the percentage, both are important, but what you wanna think of is you wanna think of the most watch time. You wanna think the actual number of minutes that people are watching your content. And the reason that this is important is because YouTube is basically wanting to get as much watch time per impression as possible. They wanna keep people on the platform for as long as they possibly can. And the longer that you can keep people watching your videos, the better your videos are gonna do as long as the other factors that they gauge content on are also in alignment or in place. So in terms of an actual number of minutes, so let's say that you have a 10 minute video. If you're getting five minutes worth of watch time on that video or 50%, in that case, that's okay. Um, if you can get it to seven and a half minutes, that's a lot better. 
And you can actually see if you go through your content, you'll actually be able to see, depending on the type of content that you're putting out, you'll be able to see the difference that an extra, you know, two and a half minutes can make on your content if you can keep people watching if all of the other things are the same. So you definitely want to focus on the total number of minutes. However, you also want to find a balance, right? So with the people that are watching your content, if you're making 10 minute videos, but no matter what you do, you just cannot get people past five minutes, then in that case, you might wanna start trimming your videos down a little bit until you can get people past that five minutes, right? So instead of just wasting five minutes of actual video time or the time that it takes for you to put those videos together, you might wanna trim it down a little bit until you can start pushing those envelopes to get people watching longer and longer. So that way you're winning at the percentage level and you're winning on the total number of minutes watched level, okay? Another thing that I want you to think about here when it comes to this is when you are going against competitors, and that's in suggested, that's in search, whatever, when you're going against other videos on YouTube, if you have a topic that you are making your videos about, go and look and see how long the videos are of the other people that are making videos on that same topic. So you can have a general gauge of about how long you should make your video for, the actual video length that your video should be, so that when you look at that, you can say, well, hey, everybody else that's made a topic on this video, the videos are at least seven minutes long. So because of that, I need to make sure that I add as much value-packed content to my video as possible, and I need to make my video at least seven minutes long as well so that I can have a better chance of competing here. Because if you have a two-minute video and they watch a minute and 50 seconds of that two-minute video, but everybody else is getting, on a seven-minute video, everybody else is getting six and a half minutes on theirs or six minutes or four minutes, then depending on the click-through rate on your video and a bunch of other factors as well, your video wouldn't have a chance, right? Because it would just be way too short. So unless your click-through rate is just way higher than theirs are, or you're getting just tons and tons of engagement on yours, then they'll most likely end up beating you out because they're accumulating more watch time per impression and per user that comes in and watches the video. Now, in terms of the CTR on the video, that stands for click-through rate, depending on if you are familiar with the lingo to YouTube or not, click-through rate, click-through ratio. And basically what the CTR is, is how I was talking about the impressions. And the impressions, again, that's basically when YouTube shows your thumbnail anywhere on the platform. It's when they fully show your thumbnail somewhere on the screen, be it on a phone, be it on a, on a PlayStation, on a TV, on desktop computer, laptop, tablet, whatever it happens to be. If the thumbnail is fully in view, then that counts as an impression. So basically with the CTR, what that is, is that's basically for what that translates into is for every time that YouTube shows your thumbnail to somebody on the platform, the CTR is the rate that people are clicking on it. So think of it this way. If YouTube shows your thumbnail and somebody clicks on it, that's a plus. If they don't click on it, that's a minus for your click-through rate. So be mindful of that. Now in terms of numbers, YouTube says that the average on their platform is between two and 10%. So because of that, what you need to do is you need to, at the very least, go for 2% so that you're average on the low end, right, at the very least. But with that said, though, it's really difficult to actually say this is a number that you should go for, and I'm gonna tell you why. So when it comes to the CTR on YouTube, one thing that is really important to always consider in this situation is that the more 
people that YouTube tries to show your video to, it's gonna drive down your CTR. So what that means is, if YouTube shows your video to 20 people, and let's say 10 of those people click, then that's that's you're gonna have an amazing CTR on it. If they're, let's say they show it to 10 of your subscribers or people that have recently viewed your videos, and you know 10 of those people click, then YouTube's gonna be like, hey, this is great, and you're gonna get that higher CTR. Now, if you scale that out to 100,000 views, or 500,000 views, or even 10,000 views, it starts becoming increasingly more difficult to keep a high click-through rate because YouTube is showing your thumbnails and your titles to people that are less qualified to actually watch the content. So maybe they watched your content a while back, or maybe they watched a video on a similar topic recently, so YouTube is showing it to them. Or maybe your video is going viral, and YouTube is saying, hey, we're gonna try to show this to as many people as we possibly can, then in that particular situation, it's gonna start driving your CTR down, and you're gonna look at it, and you're gonna be like, wait, this doesn't make sense, because my video is getting crushed in views, but my CTR is extremely low. That's what's happening. Is It's just because they're trying to show it to way more people, and those people that they're trying to show it to are just less qualified to view it, or they're less likely, is a better way that I should say that. They're less likely to view it. Basically, they take it from, these are the people most likely to view it when you first publish the video, and then based on how they respond it, they start trying to show it to more and more people. Based on how they respond to it, they start trying to show it to even more people, and so on, and that keeps scaling out. And the more they scale that out, there's no choice than to start showing it to people that are less qualified to view that particular video that you put out. So because of that, you wanna get your click-through rate as high as possible, but just keep in mind across the platform, it's between two and 10%. Remember to rate comments over coffee on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Hopefully you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.